I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tonight on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Oh, Rich. Well, here we are then again. Here we are um, again. again. Another again. week, another subject. Yep. What episode yep. is this then? This is episode 23. Episode 23. Welcome back all of our listeners and viewers who've kept coming back to us and seeing whether it got any better for the next episode. Hopefully it is. <laughs> Hopefully it's improving. <laughs> of course. Every time we do this, we get better. <laughs> so what were we talking about today then? So we're going to have a warble. We're warbling with uh, with Kirsty Duck from Face to Face HR, um, which is a, a franchised organisation, a bit like our good selves. Um, but she covers uh, around the Wiltshire area, and um, Kirsty's got some great insight into employee journey with organisations, um, and also starts you know a little bit of a chat around um, who is around you, supporting you in your business ventures, and where you can get to with those. So. That's what we're going to be having a chat with uh, Kirsty today. Can't wait. Let's let's hear what Kirsty Kirsty's got to say. <laughs> Over to you, Kirsty, and me. So, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks for taking time to listen to our interview today with Kirsty Duck from Face to Face HR. Um, thanks for joining us today, Kirsty. Um, uh, if you'd just like to say hello to the to the listeners and uh, let us know about you and Face to Face HR. Okay, well, thank you for the airtime, Richard. So, yeah, I'm Kirsty from um, Face to Face HR. I've been in HR for twenty odd years now um, in different environments. Um, yeah, and I've been doing my own thing now for um, just under a year. Fantastic, fantastic. So. We've, we, we're having a chat today because of the importance and the link between the HR, those the human resources, they're called people, people, uh, people. that's amazing, isn't it? Um, the, the people and, and how that, that, that um, environment and the way they operate and their engagement can impact the other people involved in business, the customers. So in, in terms of um, your view of what's been going on this year, I know I've spoken to you throughout the year so far, and we've had some great discussions about uh, the impact of the lockdown, etc. Now we're through that, but other things are starting to happen. What, what's, what's your view at the moment and what are you seeing as the key things that are coming out from the employee engagement side of things um, at the moment? Well, I, I guess employee engagement is is part of the life cycle. There's a life cycle of having an employee and you have somebody at the very beginning of a, of a journey in terms of if you're going to hire somebody, you start to engage with them um, through the recruitment kind of thing. And at the moment, there's masses of people, as we know, unfortunately, looking for jobs and a lot of people applying for the same job. So when you engage at that level, your adverts, your advertising has to help with that screening to help them, um, you know, deselect themselves or continue to apply for the job. 
and then you go through a recruitment drive. And I think very often employees, employers can forget to think about the impact of their recruitment. So bear with me with this, Richard. <laughs> so if you like after I started doing this in a role um, a few years back where after recruitment drive, we would bravely approach those people that didn't get the job, as well as those people that did join us and ask them what their experiences was of the employee of the recruitment process. That was, that was a really good insight to how people outside the business saw us and how they experienced interviews and stuff like that. And then if you think about the rest of the journey, they're then employed, you wanna keep employees engaged um, through various engagement surveys, talking to them um, is always useful and just sort of acting upon what they have to, um, what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it goes right on through the journey um, until they leave and through that life cycle of being an employee um, through to exit interviews um, mm. and just collecting information about their whole experience of being there with you, what they thought was wonderful, what they thought was dreadful, um, even <laughs> through to maybe having an alumni. So there's a whole, mm. there is a whole life cycle of an employee one who doesn't quite make it to being an employee but experiences yeah. business through to somebody that does and drops mm. off at the end mm. for whatever reason yeah i think you have to be really brave to engage with your employees because you're going to hear stuff you don't necessarily like what a great way of putting it absolutely you do you do it's the same from what we talk about the customer and any feedback you're asking about you've got to you know some of the stuff's going to be great and some of the stuff you know you the chances are you probably know don't you particularly from an employee point of view um picking up on those and and that whole journey piece is really interesting because obviously we talk about the client journey or the customer journey and but therefore there is that employee journey as well and and you mentioned um that sort of exit side of things um you know and, and gathering data there that's that's really interesting particularly now um and being about um you know the last year and what could have been happening to employees and if we're getting to the end of this month going into sort of christmas time and and maybe people are leaving organizations you know it's going to make a big difference how how does that from your point of view impact um the employees that stay how do they then engage does does engagement continue for them or does that drop off how does that work for those that survive if you like yeah that can be really really hard because everybody will have been obsessed with the redundancy process for a period of time depending on the number of people you know if it's just if it's like three or four people it might have just been a week if it's more it would have may have gone on for a few weeks um and then of course for over certain numbers of people you have to go for like 30 days or 45 days Mm -hmm. these things can take Mm. ages um, the stress on people is immense. Even when you know you're safe, when you 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 know you've been told okay, you're no longer at risk. That that um, energy, that anxiety you were carrying for a long time um, can can hang around. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you feel for those friends and colleagues that you've lost. Um, and also, sometimes people and haven't been in this situation myself. I've been made redundant. I've made people redundant. I've seen other, pe- you know, friends be made redundant. So mm-hmm. it's like I've been on every side of the <laughs> of the coin. Well, there's only got two sides. Really. <laughs> it's a multi-sided um, one. <laughs> but you, 
there's a sense of loss there's a sense of guilt for still mm -hmm. being there mm -hmm. um there's a lot of emotion and i think i know you do a like a check-in engagement tool don't you yeah that's but right. to carry that from um like a healthy position of the company where they're kind of like everybody's bobbing along through to like redundancy being announced god the data you would get would be mm -hmm. up and down like a yo-yo through to yeah. Especially if you followed somebody that was just happy in their role, then redundancies were announced, going through the process, knowing that they're safe, and then, you know, the business carrying on after. Because that anxiety of when is this going to happen again just mm -hmm. hangs around. Yeah. And that's where communication is key. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've learned over the years that people do, people are really resi resilient, you know, we're, yeah. we're great at that sort of thing. But it's the surprise of not knowing <laughs> and it just redundancy just being blasted out there. Right. Mm -hmm. This is where we're at. I like no headset before that the company was ever in trouble. And I think business owners, one way of engaging with people is to sort of let them know, OK, you know, the order book is a bit slow at the moment. We need, all need to be making this sort of effort. So it's just so there's like don't scare them it doesn't necessarily need to be scared this is just the life of a business mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and, and engage with them and talk to them and you can sort yeah. of take the opportunity because that massive shock of just pulling people into a room and announcing is is too much <laughs> sometimes yeah absolutely and of course that that impact will, will come through to in terms of interaction with customers whether it's face-to-face -face, digitally or the processes are put in place because mm -hmm. you know we can get to that point where we almost think I, you know, can't be bothered today, you know, and if that can't be bothered today as an employee could have quite an impact in terms of a customer, whether they're loyal to you, to your organisation or, or, or new to your organisation. So that's one, it's a really interesting point to, to make. Um, but, um, and I, I think that that echoes that communication point you made there, it echoes the one that we talked about with, with the customer side of things as well. You know, you communicate with customers, what's changing in your organisation? How are you doing things differently now because of this, the world we find ourselves in that you did before. You need to let people know because surprises are not particularly great for anybody, mm. you know, going forward. So, you know, in terms of, wow, it's been, it's been from an HR point of view, all sorts going on, hasn't there? There's, there's bits of legislation fly, firing out every five minutes from the, from the government, you know, changing X, Y, and Z, different ways of doing furlough, all of those things. Yeah. If there's, if there's one or two things that you'd, you'd like our listeners to sort of think about or keep to the forefront of their minds as they come to the back end of this year, uh, what, what would that be uh, from your point of view? I think um, just surround yourself with experts and sort of, because um, there is a lot of information out there at the moment and we're, it can be really overwhelming. Um, and it's, it's the planning, I think. It, um, I was talking to a client the other day and what we're going to do is plan for the worst. Um, kind of hope for the best yeah, yeah, also yeah. planning for the best as well so <laughs> worst case so we know what we're going to do worst case scenario if we need to let people down uh, let people go <laughs> down. um so we're sort of planning for using the job support ski uh, scheme uh, mm -hmm. we're we're looking at whether we need to incorporate the job support scheme local lockdown sort of version of that so the government yeah. business um and we're just sort of planning month by month what that looks like and it, at what point 
people might have to start being uh, maybe you know maybe redundant or kind mm -hmm. of a paid role or or shortening hours and how that might look and just look at lots okay. of different scenarios yeah. that can take a lot of effort and also you need um, other people sitting in a dark room with a spreadsheet on your own doing that is all well and good but you need some other pairs of eyes around you to help you be a bit more creative mm -hmm. uh, for the best right. will in the world you're you're just looking at it in just a couple of ways you need other people to sort of go well have you thought of this and have yeah. you thought of that or actually that's right. never going to work <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a challenge challenge isn't it challenge the yeah. thought processes okay so my, fantastic yeah well. so my tip is to plan possibly for the worst and sort mm -hmm. of lots of other options with all the information we've got and get others to sort of help you do that fantastic thank you great insight as always Kirsty. thanks ever so much how, how can people get in contact with you if they would like to talk all things hr okay so uh, the website is www.facetofacehr.com mm -hmm. um, it's .com isn't it yes it is i was just looking up at my other screen <laughs> Well, you've got to be sure. You've got to be sure so people know and where then, to get you. From. And then I'm on LinkedIn as well, and there's not many cursed ducks on there, so you can find no. me. There. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, well, thank you very much for your time today. Again, a very, you know, a, a neatly packaged interview that we like to do with everybody just to get some insight from from other angles from a business point of view. So, thank you very much for your time, and lovely to see you. Thank you. Good to talk. Bye bye. Bye. Fantastic. So I thoroughly enjoyed that chat. I love talking to Kirsty. She's brilliant. Really, really good. Got loads of insight, as you could tell, but just puts it across in a really, really um, meaningful way. And I said, well, in a simple, simple way, which, which is critical. What was your, what did you pick up most from that one, then, Ryan? Do you know what? I really liked Kirsty's simple, down to earth, common sense approach to HR. Because, you know, I don't know about you, and this is not to cast these aspersions on any HR professionals, because I've got lots of friends that are very, very, very experienced HR professionals, um, and, and they're, they're amazing people. But sometimes I think um, when you start to talk, talk about HR, it's kind of like the dark art of HR. Um, <laughs> and what I loved about Kirsty's view on it was it was really simple. Um, and this whole piece about the life cycle of an employee almost this kind of cradle to grave uh, journey that an employee goes on with, with you as a, as a brand really mirrors what we talk about when we talk about customer experience mm. when a customer starts on their journey with your with your brand um and and i what i what i what i really liked as well was the, the simplicity of um the conversation that she is suggesting that as an organization you continue to have with your employee on an ongoing basis um, and, and more and more and more and more, I don't know about you, Rich, but when I'm talking to my clients, um, when you start to analyze what, what the opportunity is from their customer experience journey, 99.9% .9 of the time that starts with their employees who knew, um, <laughs> because ultimately, you know, sealed seers model, isn't it? You know, happy, happy employees, happy customers, happy, yep. happy profits. Yep. So, you know, it, you know, what a lot of what, Kirsty was, was saying and pulling us back to um, was uh, was basic stuff. You know, talk to them, please. Ask them what do they think. I love the word. Be brave. Yeah, yeah. lots of people. Uh, the amount of clients I meet who are really uh, really afraid to find out what their employees think, and I get it. Right, I get it. We've yeah. all been there, right? I get it. Yeah. But ultimately, if you don't know, 
you don't know what you don't know and therefore you're never going to move it forward are you yeah absolutely it's a really interesting point you made this this week i've heard two or three people say exactly the same things yeah we're not really sure we want to find out you know we've been talking about our instant insight tool gives you great feedback in the moment etc etc it's a great way of gathering ongoing feedback to avoid problems growing into these big things and i've been talking about those people say great idea but we're not really sure we want to know and actually yeah. have been saying that and, and and particularly now in the situation we find ourselves in p organizations that do that okay it's your choice but you are going to find yourself falling behind because those organizations that do want to know and are brave about asking the questions are going to be able to solve the problems, put change the way they do things for their employees, which is going to have a massive impact, as we say, time and time again, on their customer and that mm -hmm. customer journey. Loyalty, retention, attracting new customers, and ultimately them spending more money with your organisation, which in itself will. Be I, I was chatting to a I was chatting to a lawyer this morning before uh, before coming on to do this podcast. And uh, he said this, he made this comment and, and, and it really stuck with me. He said, you know what, in the legal industry, he said, you know, we, we make money despite of ourselves. And I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> he said, because yeah. people need us, he said, uh, his words, not mine. There, there can be an arrogance in the sector that says, you know, we don't need to do anything with our clients because people need us. He said, you know, and the reality is, he said, most law firms could double their profits if they just looked after their clients better. And I thought, what a brilliant what a, hey what i can't with music to my ears but then the the conversation progressed and we started to talk about you know how do you look after your clients you know well how do you look after your employees and that mm. created a whole huge debate around well yeah i'm not really sure we know yeah you know, we took we asked them annually how they feel but you know that's annually you know yeah how do they feel how does the receptionist feel today that's picking up the phone and is the yeah. face of my organization yeah we don't know no, no, exactly. Yeah. It's a really interesting point, that one. And I love the fact that, you know, yeah, if I, I, I've sold my house a number of times, I think I've told this story a number of times as well, sold the house a number of times. I've never used the same solicitor twice. Mm. Never. Because of the service I've received. Yeah. You know, I've always got, oh, I'll give these guys a go. We'll give them their, their turn to see whether they get, no, they can't, no, no, fine, next. So it's really interesting. But to that point, and moving off our great interview with Kirsty, but actually to something that's coming up fairly soon, Legal CX. He's also on the horizon, yeah. isn't it, uh, Ryan? Yeah, you're, you're, you're sort of in charge of that from an Insight 6 point of view. So. Well, don't, don't promote me. Don't promote <laughs> me. Um, Why not? Because it's a fantastic series of sessions. Well, it is. the legal sector. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for, thank you for uh, saying that. Um, right. I, just, I just want to come back to a, to a point that really links Kirsty's comments to Legal CX, and that is she talked in her session about surrounding yourself with experts, mm -hmm. trusted advisors, people you can go to to give you advice. And Legal CX is all about that. Legal CX is a series of four webinars. Uh, we're covering having great conversations uh, with your clients, how that can uncover work. We're talking about when you get your clients through the door, how do you convert that work? We're going to talk about once you've got your clients, how do your people look after them on that client journey? The fourth webinar is when, when you've looked after them, how do you get great feedback? So those clients can be your biggest marketing tool. And then the fifth webinar is all about um, talking to those experts, surrounding yourself with experts. So we've got some expert speakers on each uh, on each webinar. They're an hour and a quarter. Um, PM me or PM Rich if you want to know more about them. Um, we'll also put up there, there will be a link to the Eventbrite page with more information. Amazing. 
um, but a real opportunity to get yourself, we're calling it getting legal uh, CX fit for 2021, because, you know, when you speak to everyone's like, well, you know what, 2020 is pretty much done from a business perspective. I'm, I'm a little bit sceptical about that. I think, mm. you know, there's still some business to be done this year, mm-hmm. but, you know, getting yourself ahead and think, we talked about this last week, thinking about 2021 is, is important. So if you're a law firm um, and you care about your clients and you, you want to get ahead of your competition next year, Legal CX is where it's at. Excellent. Thank you very much, Ryan, for that. And thank you to Kirsty again for a great interview. If you've liked what we've been warbling about today, don't forget to like, comment and share on the platforms. And um, yeah, we'll put the link in the comments as well for the Legal CX uh, website. So you can have a look and see what that's all about. I've been Richard Knight. I'm off to have a cider. I've been Ryan Uxtable. Have a great week. Cheers. El Todos Hablamos McDonald's Deal. Porque cuando están decidiendo qué ordenar y la tía Carmen te dice... McNuggets, mijo. Y una de las hamburguesas con esa salsita. ¿Sabes? Ya tú sabes que eso significa una Big Mac. Y lo sabes porque tú también amas esa salsita. Hay un meal para cada cena familiar en McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el app de McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Big Mac por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar. Producto individual a precio regular.